0: Welcome to The Sixth Degree Podcast, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily Merrill. Hello, and welcome back to The Sixth Degree with Emily Merrill, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host Emily and today I am so excited to have my friend Sydney Weiss, founder of Seek the Joy podcast as our guest. Sydney, welcome to the show. Thanks for having
1: me. I'm so excited to sit down with you today. I know it's been like 2 years since I think you were on my podcast. So, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. I
0: was going to say is it does it feel weird Does it feel like, you know, someone who's used to driving cars sitting in the back seat or
1: pilot as a passenger? A little bit. Hundred percent. I've been I've been going on other people's podcasts lately, and I feel my I actually really enjoy it. Like I enjoy the roles being reversed a little bit, and and being asked the questions, which initially I didn't expect. So yeah, I feel like I'm in the backseat, which I'm really cool with. I'm cool with someone else driving. I'm into it. Would you like some water or some gum? We've got it all in this. Back in the day when we were all in Ubers pre-COVID, and they had the water and the gum, and then some had candy. I mean, it just the whole thing. So I love it. Do you
0: mean back in the day when Uber started and people like actually cared what their ratings were and they talk about a throwback? Yes. And you actually cared about like keeping your car maintained the last Uber that I can remember that I went in. There was a woman who had like, I'm pretty sure it was just like a sheet of plastic separating the front and the back. And then she had three of her dogs in the front seat And I was pretty positive we were going to die because she spent most of the Uber going, no, 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 Billy, no, Molly, no this. And and I had our dog in the backseat because we're on our way to the airport and the dogs were just yapping at this dog. And I was like, I want to give this woman a bad review, but also like
1: good for her. You do you, girl. (laughs) That sounds like my personal nightmare. It just sounds like my head would start to explode. Honestly, that's a lot of commotion.
0: There was a lot of commotion on the way to the airport, which felt stressful in its own situation. But yes, so yes, Ubers, You, anyone who's driving an Uber, bring back the gum. We miss you. We miss the gum. We miss the water. So I cannot believe it was two years ago. What year is now? It's 2021, right? So 2018, I was on your podcast. Wait, so does that mean it was actually three? It was three years ago.
1: No way. Yeah, I know. See, I have no concept of time, apparently. Well, we're still in 2020 in my brain, so I don't process, the fact that we're actually in 2021. So
0: yeah, it was three years ago. It was three years ago and I was on Seek the Joy podcast. It's crazy. And now you've hosted over 190 podcasts since you've started.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Isn't that wild? Like that's a lot of content. There's a lot of interviews and a lot of conversations. It kind of blows my mind. I, I haven't really, I guess we're almost at 200, which I didn't actually realize was a thing until today. So Yeah, it's pretty amazing to see just how much the show has reduced and allowed opportunities for connection and conversation over the last three and a half years. It's wild. I was going to say how
0: much of this conversation and connection have you actually retained and remembered after talking to so many different people?
1: You know, it's funny. I feel like I've actually retained a lot more than I realized. I was on the phone with someone last week and it was a friend and we were talking about just like talking about our inner critic and negative self-talk and how it's still so present even though... I personally have done a lot of work around that. And I started to bring up an episode from two years ago. And I was like, yeah, I remember I had this conversation with this guest. And she's like, what are you even talking about? I was like, oh, on my podcast. So it's like amazing. Just pull it out like random pieces of knowledge. I didn't expect to be able to retain as much as I've been able to.
0: I think that's really cool,
1: though, with about the
0: idea of a podcast. In a way, it's like a stored memory bank or like a, a storage unit for these conversations that you have. Because... Over the the course of your life, you do have so many extraordinary conversations that you wish you could remember and recall in such detail. So enough, you have 190 really cool conversations. But before there was Seek the Joy, you didn't have a podcast, you know, just had an idea for a podcast. So tell us the origin story of what made you Seek the Joy
1: in 2017 and start the the party. So I got to take you back to 2016, I think, to tell this story. I was about to graduate from law school. It was like April or May of 2016. And I was so stressed as one is when they're about to graduate from law school and sit for the bar exam. And I actually had shingles about a month or so before I graduated from law school. Graduate from law school, sit for the California bar exam, which at the time was three days. And I was in such deep fear and anxiety over the exam that I actually made myself sick. I was studying like 14 to 16 hours a day. I was not taking breaks. I was not taking care of myself. And so by the time I sat for the exam, I was like the sickest I had ever been in my whole life, mentally, emotionally, physically. A month later, I had appendicitis, which is a whole story and journey in and of, in and of itself. And so by the time I found out I didn't pass the bar in November 2016, I was really at my equivalent of a rock bottom. I remember checking to see if I passed and it said, this name does not appear on the pass list. And I kept refreshing and thinking, this is a joke. Like, no way, like no way this is is the result. And I remember sitting on the floor in my parents' living room and I was so mean, like talking about negative self-talk. I was just in a deep space of shame and embarrassment because for me, my whole life, I based my self-worth on, the external, how I showed up in the world, what other people thought of me, how I defined success was tied to a grade I got, or if I passed an exam. And so I really had to undergo this sort of nine month metamorphosis, this journey with myself of changing the way I spoke to myself, changing the way I treated myself and really the way I viewed who I was in the world. And so by the time I sat for the bar the second time in July, 2017, I came out of that experience a totally different person. Not only like the way I approached the exam had shifted so dramatically, and that was really a result of a lot of mindset work, but the way I viewed myself and who I was and my value as a person was no longer tied to the external. And I thought, all right, I got to find a way to connect with other people who had similar stories or experiences or wanted to just have a conversation and be vulnerable. And at the time, I was listening to like 10 to 15 podcasts every week. I was obsessed with the medium. And I thought, I'll start a podcast. Like, I can do this. I can figure it out. And I just dove in. Um, And within two weeks, had the idea for Seek the Joy, the name. I recorded the intro slash trailer, whatever we could call it at the time, with like the headset that you get when you get an iPhone, which by the way, terrible audio quality, not great at all, Um, and just was kind of off to the races. And then about two months after I really had the idea for Seek the Joy and put it out into the world, I found out I passed the bar and became a lawyer. And so my journey of being a lawyer as well as having a podcast and building it out and building this brand has really existed simultaneously on very parallel tracks. Um, So that's the origin story behind the podcast.
0: I don't think I realized, I think I met you. I want to say I met you before you passed the, the bar, but I guess that's not true. I, I guess I met you right after you passed the
1: second bar. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's when we met. It was like, cause I passed the bar in November, 2017. And I think you were on the podcast and I got to double check, but I think it was like March or April of 2018. It was very soon after. And so that, yeah, I think it was pretty soon after.
0: That's crazy. So your identity, you've been managing this identity of being both a lawyer and also having a podcast. What kind of law do you practice?
1: I practice entertainment, actually. So I work in um, scripted television on the studio side. We make TV shows. And so it's really interesting to see how I can have like a creative outlet that's my own um, in the podcasting space. And um, it's just been a really wonderful, I think, experience and education to be able to do both.
0: I think that is so cool. And we talked about this earlier, um, before we started our podcast, just the idea that a lot of people now feel like everyone and their mom, myself included. So I'm definitely living myself in this bandwagon have started a podcast to be adjacent to my business. It's just an extension, just like I have a blog and I have an Instagram and I think I have a Twitter account too, but that, that, that barely gets any, any light of day, but you created a podcast completely just to serve others. How did you decide the topics that you were going to talk about? And how did you start finding and cultivating the the interviewer, uh, the, the individuals for interviews?
1: Yeah, I think what you just said is really interesting. And I didn't realize how maybe I was an anomaly in the podcasting space until I really got started because I've had so many people say, oh, did you have a following or an audience prior to the podcast that you were serving? Did you have a business? no, I just wanted to start a podcast. Um, And so I think there's value in doing it both ways, but if you are going to do it, and I think you do this so wonderfully as a companion to your business, making sure that you're serving that same audience through the podcast. And I think you do such a great job at that. But to answer your question, I think the topics have really centered around mindfulness and mental health and wellness because And entrepreneurship and building a business, all these things, because these are topics I've always been really interested in. Like, how can I develop greater mental wellness in the midst of a pandemic? How can I continue to take better care of myself and have self-care be more holistic as as opposed to what we see in the mainstream media? These are things I've always just been so fascinated by. And as my interests and my understanding of things have evolved over the last three years, the topics on the show have evolved too. Um, And so I think that's really how I've, I've chosen the topics that are on the show. And then the same thing with the guests and the interviews. I mean, when I started Seek the Joy, I was just interviewing my friends and I I reached out to like one of my best friends from college and law school and even high school. And I said, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Do you want to be on it? And I was so surprised that they all said, yeah, I would love to. We had no idea what we were doing. It was just a conversation in a way to sort of, dive into who they are as a person and what lights them up and what brings them joy and how they continue, I think, to push forward despite adversity and despite challenge. And then I'll never forget the first time I reached out to somebody who I didn't know personally. It was like on Instagram. I was so nervous. I was so nervous because I had never done something like this in my whole life. And I I think I said something really dorky like, hi, you may not know me, but my name is Sydney and I have this podcast and I think you're really cool. Would you want to come on? Obviously, my pitch has refined it. Now they're pitching me, which is wild. Like you want to talk about a full circle moment. It's weird. And so, yeah, when, I, when I'm thinking about guests or people to come on the podcast, it really comes back to how will this conversation serve the audience? How will this provide greater wisdom or clarity or bring up a topic, something that somebody hasn't thought of before? I feel really fortunate that there's been a lot of diversity of experience and perspective shared on the podcast. I don't always agree with what is shared, but I do think it's important to give somebody that platform and an opportunity to share their insights and share their perspective. And I think it's all about just opening up the dialogue for for greater conversation. And um, you're right. Like now people pitch me, which is like wild. And I'll never forget the first time I received a pitch. And I, I, I looked at the email and I thought, are they emailing the right person? Like you want to talk about imposter syndrome. I had all of it. I was like, sure. Yeah. We can talk about your client. Like it was just a wild moment. So it's been fun to see this journey. I think evolve for sure.
0: Oh my gosh. And they're like, this person has 4 million followers, but we'll, is it okay if, if
1: we're on your podcast? You're like, uh,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. My
1: favorite is like would you consider them on your show I know you probably are very busy and I'm thinking I'm doing my nails right now. yes I will, cons- I will I will I will consider it yes thank you I mean it's really it's really fun it's really it's it's I feel honored to be honest to to have the podcast and provide space for conversations and the fact that people pitch me is a super honoring humbling moment for sure
0: I also think it's, it's a great lesson too, for people who are like, I don't know how to meet people, or I don't know how to get in front of X, Y, and Z person and having a blog or having a podcast, I think are great mediums for connecting with people that you aspire to connect with. Because as you said, like you're being pitched now, but before you were pitching these people, your dream people, and they were probably nervous to, to accept a podcast. I know so many individuals who have like big followings and have a ton of success, but maybe have never even tried their hand at podcasting quite yet. So you never know who you're giving the opportunity to, and also like what that opportunity can blossom into. And I always remind, I've been talking to a lot of college students recently. I'm like, now's your time to start a podcast. Now's your time to start a a blog or or something, some sort of platform that you own and interview the people that you ideally would would like to work for, or like kind of get in front of because you're a college student. I would totally say yes to anything a college student asks me to do. I don't know if you're the same Sydney, right? Like you're in college, you're not unemployed yet. You're not, you're not seeking a job yet. You're just asking advice and, and, so I just think that those are great platforms to to get in front of individuals.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think it's all about cultivating a vehicle for connection for yourself. And a podcast and a blog are two really wonderful vehicles for connection. And for me, when I started the podcast, I was really craving that connection. I had just come out of an experience that required a lot of time just with me studying for the bar, but also this mental health mindfulness journey I was on. And I mean, I've met so many incredible people who have become friends, who have become really wonderful friends of the podcast in addition to me, um, and relationships that I've been able to build that are now business relationships too, that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to cultivate without the podcast. And so I think you're spot on. I think using a podcast or a blog as a way to meet people and to network and to develop connections, you know, at the end of the day, podcasting is really about relationship building. And I think that's kind of lost, especially in maybe mainstream media. And it's something that I keep trying to tell people about is podcasting is really about relationship building, building relationships, not only with your guest, but also with your audience and making sure that what you're saying and sharing and cultivating is serving those connections and serving those relationships
0: so true. Um, and, and it's so so important to provide value for tangible takeaways and walkways that people can have. I think I actually started a podcast and I forgot about this until this moment with one of my best girlfriends. And it was kind of just like us brainstorming and brain dumping. And there was, no, I think we made one or two episodes. There was a platform we found where you could just record and then it went live. We probably need to go find it and delete it because it's one of those things that might be incriminating down the line. Um I'm gonna send her a text after the podcast to remind her that we need to delete whatever we it was very weird. It was like us drinking and saying stuff. So it definitely had no format, no structure or whatnot. So I do think that uh podcasts kind of like Clubhouse too clubhouses a lot of people think are just random conversations, but usually they're pre-planned and they're intentional and they have some sort of agenda with the exception of certain rooms, obviously, but you know, switching gears a little bit, the fact that you have 190 podcasts, you are doing this incredible podcast. Well, which also feels like a full-time job, I'm sure. And also working a really important lawyer job. How do you balance all of that and also create more visibility and have time to grow your visibility for your podcast? It is
1: a challenge. I'm not going to lie. Um, I am not the best of balance. And I think it's really important to be super transparent about that because I've had a lot of people in my life, both who know me and and meet me through the podcast. How do you do it all? Are you outsourcing? Do you have a team? I am a team of one. I have no help. It is just me. Um, And so I've had to really figure out how do I allocate my time? And so for me, it's all about like time management and making sure I'm working, I think as effectively as possible. So like my workday usually starts at nine And so from 7 to 9, I work on the podcast. I usually take my lunch break to work on the podcast. And then at night, I'm trying to do probably at least like an hour um, after my full workday, which is exhausting. Like I'm not going to pretend that it's not. Um, But at the end of the day, like I am so passionate about what I'm doing, not to sound corny because my podcast is about joy, but it really does bring me a lot of joy and it's the fuel and the passion that I need. Yeah. Trying to cultivate this level of visibility while also balancing all the different responsibilities and oftentimes feeling like a little bit underwater by the amount that I've taken on, I think has been an interesting challenge, but I've really loved it because it's also provided an opportunity for me to be, I think, a little bit more strategic in the way that I share the podcast and the way I communicate about it and the type of conversations I'm having. Um, And so for me, it's a lot of pre-planning. Like on the weekends, I'll make sure to take out, carve out time to plan out the content for the week, especially if I'm sharing an episode. That's really the only time I have pre-planned content. Otherwise, it's just off the top of my head what I feel like sharing, which I don't is effective or not, but I'm going with it. Um, And I just make sure that I have a production schedule and I stick to it and I give myself enough time to do the editing and the the post-production and putting the graphics together. So for me, it's really about finding that rhythm that I can create for myself and making sure that I stick to a schedule. I'm a planner. I've got a physical planner that I literally have to write things in. I can't just rely on the computer and the calendar there. And so that has been really helpful for me, and I think paying attention to what other podcasters are doing has helped me in developing what's going to work for visibility for me. Um, I spend a lot of time looking at other podcasters and listening to their shows, and and looking at what I feel like is working for them and what isn't. Maybe it's the lawyer in me doing a lot of research. I, I just I really enjoy just immersing myself in the space and. And through that process of trial and error, just really figuring out what works for me and and what doesn't. And there's a lot of things I used to do that I don't do anymore. Um, And a lot of new things I picked up, I think, in the last year so. Letting yourself grow and evolve, I think is key.
0: Again, back to someone who's like a podcast adjacent. I have a podcast, but I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I'd be a
1: podcaster. You are a podcaster. You 100% are. And I think, you know, owning that title is weird. Like it's been a journey. I had a conversation with a fellow podcaster, a fellow friend in the space about a year into having Seek the Joy. And I said to her, I said, how do you refer to yourself? Are you a producer? Are you a podcaster? Are you a business coach with a podcast? And she said, I'm actually struggling with this. I don't know what to call myself, and so we both decided we're going to call ourselves podcasters, and we're going to go with it. And anybody who thinks it's weird probably doesn't. We're just projecting. Um, so owning that title, owning any title for yourself, I think.
0: I've definitely struggled with owning titles, I even founder or CEO. And I'm like, I'm the CEO of my company. I'm like, exactly what you said. Party of one, or you know, party with a contractors one over here. So it's not, doesn't feel so legitimate to be like, I'm a CEO. When you think of CEOs, you think of like CEO of a huge fortune 500 company. So thank you. I am now a podcaster as well. That will be part of my, 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 my title moving forward. So something that I I really admire about you is the fact that you are doing the, the lawyer, lawyering and the podcasting simultaneously. And that when you set out by with seek the joy, you literally had no experience in the, the field. It's not like you're, it's not like you were an audio visual major or you were someone who was familiar with this stuff. I'm sure the interwebs were very helpful in figuring that out. And 2017, I'm sure a ton has evolved 2017 to 2021. So what advice do you have for individuals who do want to start and put, try on the title of podcaster and create
1: their own podcast where do we, where do they get started? You're right. The interwebs were really helpful for me back then. And I think the internet is, is super helpful now too, but I also think there's other great resources. There's lots of podcasts out there that talk about you know how to start a podcast or how to market it, and I think at the end of the day, though, the best place to start is figuring out why you want to start a podcast. Is it to help build your brand? Is it to share a message? Is it to connect with people? Um, I sometimes some of the fa- my favorite podcasts are um, those that are very specifically niche, and then others where it's just friends talking. Like I just love that, especially working from home and being by myself. I'm like, I'll take somebody talking in the background. So I think being really clear on your why. And the purpose behind it. I think that's always the best place to start. And then figuring out, you know, your cadence. How often do you want to, you know, produce and publish an episode? Is it going to be weekly? Is it twice a month? Is it once a month? Figuring out how much you can juggle and handle is really important too. And don't be afraid to start. Small. And by small, I mean with one episode a month and build on it. I think when we get started in something, and I don't know about you, Emily, but when I get really excited, I want to go all in and do all of it and really quickly. And I think if there was one thing I could change about the way I started Seek the Joy, I would have maybe planned like a like a four month, four episodes, batched them, really had the content ready to go and being very clear on what the messaging was at the very beginning. And that way I would have produced content that I think really aligned from the very beginning. I didn't have that perspective. I didn't have that knowledge at the very beginning. I just shared four episodes with friends and they were fun and exciting, but it wasn't um, focused on the message of the show. And granted, the show has evolved so much in that time too. So figuring out your cadence and how much you can handle and then starting to just immerse yourself in learning about, um, you know, conversation styles and graphics and promotion, all that stuff can come at the end, but really understanding the why and how much you can handle, I think is probably the most important.
0: I think that's such a healthy exercise because as I said, I started a podcast, I think with my friend while having a drink or two and we had no why it was just to be funny. I think it was a funny we were trying to be funny with one another. And there are that those styles of podcasts out there like I love I've listened to parts of like the Britney Save Britney podcast I think it is. The Free Britney podcast I think. Yeah, yeah. They're just dissecting Britney Spears' life and overanalyzing everything and I'm like that's fascinating that someone is dedicating their time to doing taking their time and exploring someone else's life. Same thing with TV shows. So there is kind of a podcast or a space for everyone who wants to have a podcast available. It sounds like it's just being clear on what you want to talk about. And and do you want to be kind of investigative journalist podcast, or do you want to be more of an Oprah and Meghan Markle podcast.
1: Yeah, and I think that's such a good point. And you know, some of the best podcasts are those funny ones. Our is just friends talking to each other, but knowing what you wanna do, what you wanna accomplish, who you wanna serve, the type of people you wanna attract, I think is really, really key. So I really wish I had that perspective going into it. And, you know, beyond that too, is just knowing that the more you immerse yourself in any space, your knowledge, your understanding, it's all going to grow and lo- you're going to continue to learn. Um, I think sometimes we wait until things are like very perfect or what we believe is perfect to dive in or to launch or to put ourselves out there in a new way. The truth is It's never going to be "quote unquote" perfect. You've just got to dive in and allow yourself to grow and evolve. And so, if anybody is feeling um, curious, go on my Instagram and go all the way to the bottom. Just keep scrolling, and you can see how much the social media graphics, the content has evolved. I've learned a few things. Um, You you just can see the evolution. If I had waited until the graphics look how they are today. I would have been waiting three and a half years, maybe more to launch something. So I think it's about taking the pressure off of yourself, letting yourself dive in, having fun with it, connecting to that why, and knowing you're going to grow and evolve as you, as you dive in.
0: Gosh. Yeah. I feel like all of our Instagrams, we go to the very first 10 pictures. You get two two likes and like sepia, sepia filters on it and stuff. Yes. Very frightening also very inappropriate pictures or like bad captions. I definitely need to go through and, and edit do a little cleanup there I'm, as well. Um, so in, a, in addition to doing your day job and you're doing this podcast with a party of one you've you've also you've spread your wings a little bit into offering podcast consulting something that I imagine every podcaster wishes that they had had when they start their podcast. So what does podcast consulting look like and how can people learn more about that?
1: Hmm. Yeah. You know, I never really expected to dive into helping other podcasters launch or grow or share their, their mission and their shows. There's like over the last two years, people have been reaching out to me being like, Hey, I have a question. What microphone do you use? Or, Hey, can you help me figure out like, how do I describe my podcast or what should it be about? And I love helping people. That's probably why I have a podcast that's so focused on inspiring connection and bringing people together. But I had this moment one day where I was like, if people are asking me, then I should offer this as an offering, which has been an interesting journey for me even to step into doing that, Um, switching from you know offering something for free to offering something for someone to pay you for it. So that's been a whole journey. And as someone who I guess is kind of an accidental entrepreneur in that way, I am just trying to... step into it as gracefully as I can. Um, but podcast consulting with me has looked like a couple of different things. I've been helping some podcasters really hone in on what their show is about. It's a uh, We've done some brainstorming sessions, what topics they're interested in, what they want to share. Is it going to be an extension of a business they're trying to build? I had one client who came to me and she said, this is what I want my podcast to be about, but I don't know how to frame it or how to phrase it. And within five minutes, I said, this is what it's about. And I gave her two sentences. And she, was, she literally said to me, you just put together... Encapsulated what I've been trying to figure out for three months on my own in five minutes. And I was like, No, I didn't. (laughs) It's like, No, no, we did this together. She's like, No, Sydney, like, you really helped me do this. And so it's looked like that. I've worked with some podcasters trying to figure out how to edit their show. Um, These are clients who are just unsure. They know how to record on Zoom, but they're like, How do I edit this? How do I add music? What does that look like? So we've been doing it through FaceTime, which is hilarious because hello, COVID, but also they're in another part of the country. And so I'm holding up my phone being like, okay, so here you drag this here. I mean, it's really hands-on. And then another recent client that I worked with has really been focused on how can they start to share their show in a meaningful way beyond just posting about it on their social media What? Who else can they reach out to in this space? Can they cross promote? Can they cross collaborate? What does that look like? So I've been really trying to draw on my three and a half years of experience and the things that I've taught myself and really wanting to share it in a meaningful way so that someone can really turn their idea and their vision into a podcast that they're really excited about and excited to share and and record and do. So it's been fun. I just never expected to do it, but I'm really enjoying it.
0: I love that you're doing it, and I love that you've continued doing it, and I love that it's become a a big part of your identity. So in addition to the podcast coaching, you've got this podcast. We didn't even have a chance to to bring up. You have a second podcast as well, and and you have Seek the Joy Summit coming up. So how can people find out so much more about you? What is going on in in Sydney's world and make sure that they don't miss anything?
1: Yeah. You know, I know we talked about how podcasting is really about relationship building, and That has never been more true for me until this year when I launched Seek the Joy Summit, which is a one-day virtual retreat on Saturday, April 10th. And if anybody is listening to this, please check it out. I think you would love the day. Every single guest speaker is a previous guest from the podcast and someone who I've been able to feature and have a conversation with and really get to know. And so it was a really big honor to bring people together in a panel-like setting um, to have a conversation that's really an extension of the one that we had on the podcast. So I'm super excited. It's going to feature um, sessions with people like Dr. Linda Ulrich, who's the founder of Ever Widening Circles, AJ Sarcioni. um, Kelly Rutherford is our closing speaker. Um, So it's going to be a really fun day. So I'm super excited. And then as you mentioned, I I have a second podcast. It's called Stories of Inspiring Joy. I launched it in May 2020 as an extension of a series that I had on Seek the Joy called The Power of Storytelling. And the premise behind that is really you come on and you share your story uninterrupted. um, Something you've gone through, I've had people share music or a poem or about their entrepreneurial journey. It's really become a beautiful space for people to share their reflections and experiences, especially throughout the pandemic. So I've got two podcasts, I've got the Summit coming up. There are so many beautiful ways to connect with, with me in the show, but everything can be found at seekthejoypodcast.com.
0: Oh my gosh. Fantastic. That sounds like an incredible summit. I will...
1: Definitely be in the virtual audience checking
0: and applauding you out. I love it. Sydney, we love, um, thank you first and foremost for being on the show. It's been so fun to, to hear all the growth and you know, see where you where you are now three years later versus where you were when you were still a newbie podcaster. And it's extraordinary to see you taking this to the next level in so many different ways. I feel selfish for saying this, but I feel like this podcast really is like a reunion for me. It's like a, it's a hangout. It's a check-in with individuals that are friends that I admire, who maybe I haven't had a proper catch-up with in a long time. And it just happens to be a recorded conversation, and
1: other people have to
0: have to hear the catch-up yeah, as well.
1: I love it, though. I love it. I love it. I think I said this to you at the beginning, but it's about the rapport you have with your guests, and it's because you know them, and because you have relationships with them. So I echo what you said, 100. percent. Yeah.
0: You got it. You got to maintain those relationships over the years. You do. You really do. You really do if you want them if you want them to last. But one of the things I love asking our guests are six fast questions. You know, I like the number six, Six Degrees Society. There's a little theme there. So my first question for you, Sydney,
1: is I would love to learn an unknown fun fact about you. Okay, so this is kind of embarrassing, but I feel like we're. I'm just gonna go there because it just feels like a good theme of our conversation. Um, When I was younger, probably like 13 to 15, my sisters and my cousins, we had a YouTube series and uh, we would post, I would create scripted, this is so embarrassing. Please nobody go look for it. It's still up somewhere, but please don't. We would create like scripted little sketches like from like SNL, like, and we would post that. I would edit them and then we would post them on YouTube and I forgot all about it until probably a couple of weeks ago. And I was thinking, wow, I was kind of like already dabbling into this, like producing media space way back in the day and just didn't realize. Um, so that's, yeah, nobody really knows about this. So uh, please don't go look for it. <laughs>
0: I think that's, that's a great, like origin story. Um, under, it's a better, yeah, I feel like that makes more sense for your origin story and the idea that you knew how to do a lot of the tinkering on, on the computer that most people don't find a neat. Also, I don't think YouTube was around when I was in high school, which is really sad to say out loud. Um, so there was something called Ebums world, which I don't know if you even heard of probably, but there, yeah, that was where people posted. Like they're very embarrassing. You and I are so
1: similar in age though. I don't know. I, I guess I'm old. <laughs> Thanks, Sydney. No, no. We're like, we've got to be around the same age. That's hilarious though. I got to look that up.
0: Okay. All right. I think a little later, it was probably like two years afterwards since you were just two years behind me in high school, something like that. Um, okay. So who would be a dream person you'd want to be connected with? Could be a podcast podcast guest too.
1: So I'm just going to go with the the first person that comes to mind is definitely Oprah. I just feel like I, I want to ask her so many things and I want to learn from her. And she's one of those people who I really watch their interview style. And yeah, Oprah, we're just going to go with Oprah. Yeah, Oprah.
0: Could you imagine interviewing Oprah? Just the questions, like the intensity and the thoughtfulness of her questions
1: and her responses. I, I think I wouldn't sleep at all the night before, let alone the week before. Yeah, I think it would be phenomenal.
0: Editing in again. Perfect. I've met Gail once, um, which... I truly didn't know much about Gail. I just always associated her as Oprah's best friend. And then I met her, I was manning the, the front of an event and had a leader up to where the event was. And she was so lovely and super tall. Then I saw her again at a restaurant and I took everything in my power not to go over there and be like, hi, we met once. I was like a protect girl essentially, but um, I, I want to meet Oprah, but I also want to revisit my, my moment with Gail.
1: Yeah, I think you need to revisit that moment while also simultaneously meeting Oprah. So they would be they would need to be together. Is essentially what we're saying. So in the pandemic, we watched a lot of Netflix, which feels
0: like maybe this is like the Matrix or Netflix. We're like living in a different different reality, but we we probably logged. I'm curious how many hours we all logged watching TV. Probably not something worth counting. But what show are you currently watching at the moment, if any?
1: I really wish I had kept a log, by the way, of all the shows I watched since like March 13th, 2020. Like one of my regrets is not writing everything down um, because I really could reflect on all of the TV I watched, but I just got Discovery Plus. I needed another streamer um, and I've been watching the Long Island Medium, like at home, the pandemic version, which um, I'm really enjoying, like watching Teresa Caputo, like talk to people about their past on loved ones through Zoom is just really, I'm really here for it. So that's what I'm watching right now. Okay, that was
0: great. That was that was that was the first time we've gotten that answer. So well done. We'll check out that on Discovery Blessed. What book are you reading right now? Which I feel like book reading went down, TV watching
1: went up. Book reading has definitely gone down for me since law school, but I actually just finished um, on audible listening to the beauty of what remains which is uh, by steve leader he's the head rabbi at wilshire boulevard temple here in los angeles um and it's really all about grief and holding on to the beauty of your joy your memories your connections with your loved ones um after they've passed. It's a beautiful book. I really recommend it to anybody. It sounds like you need to
0: introduce Teresa to that book. <laughs> Do you see like, I'm, I'm noticing a through line here, a pattern. I didn't see a connection. I I, I don't want to turn this into a therapy session, but I have some <laughs> questions for you. <laughs> Is everything. Okay. <laughs>
1: Everything is okay. My grandpa passed away in October, 2020. So I've been on a bit of a grief journey and, um, that book really, really helped me, but I've always been fascinated with the Long Island medium, but, but yeah, there's a through line. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's wonderful. And that sounds like a beautiful book. I will definitely visit that one. So texting is something we do way too often. What is your most used and or favorite emoji?
1: Oh my God. If any of my friends listen to this, they're going to so laugh, but my most used emoji and my friends call me out on it all the time is the sparkle emoji with like the three little stars. I use it all the time. I use it in everything, probably in almost every social media post, and like texts all day long. I don't know what it is with the sparkle emoji, but we have a very close relationship. It's a warm one. I, I like that. I used that in a social post today, so I'm with you on that one. Yeah.
0: It, and it doesn't like evoke like a positive or a negative, a more positive emotion than the negative emotion. Um, the last question is, who gave you permission to do the thing you wanted to do?
1: Mm, that is such a good question. Me. Ultimately, me. I think we can get permission from other people all day long to do the things that we want to do and to live out our dreams. But ultimately, you have to give yourself that permission. And you have to allow yourself, I think, to step forward in taking a risk or going after what it is that you want to do. And that can be really scary to give yourself that permission, especially if it deviates from what you thought you were going to do or who you expect it to be. So me, yeah, I think me. Oh, I like
0: that. I love that. And I love that,
1: you know, Sydney of
0: 2016 devastated with shingles and appendicitis about her bar exam would be very surprised to meet Sydney of 2021, who who's watching her, her podcasts, her podcast <laughs> consulting company. and you know, her day job as a lawyer. So
1: you'd be like, who is that girl? (laughs) Who is that different person? It's
0: like the before and after of like, um, she's all that, you know, she's wearing glasses and she's not wearing glasses The makeover sequence. Perfect. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure. Uh, audience, please check out Sydney listen to her podcast get some joy in your life seek the joy with with Sydney and if you like today's episode make sure to give it a like and a share and we so appreciate it until next time on the sixth degree thanks all